Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Bears rush for Cousins to the end zone. Touchdown! Adam Thielen with a touchdown. He has two. The snap. Pocket starts to close and Foles has nowhere to go. He can't escape. Finally gets rid of the football at the last second. It's bouncing around. They finally call it incomplete. And Foles is on his back. He's not getting up at the moment. This time he's hurt. Charles Leno Jr. asking for medical attention, and that's what will happen with 34 seconds to go. Low snap to Foles. Pocket started to close. He couldn't escape. And ultimately, they brought a card out for Foles and carted him off. It did not look good. It didn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. If I were a Bears fan, I'd gear up for Trubisky. The Bears are sagging after a 5-1 start, PK. The Vikings are picking up steam. They've won three in a row after a 1-5 start. But the way the top of the NFC is going, it's going to be hard for either one of these teams to get in the playoffs. Dang it. And I was hoping both would make it. That's how bad I want him in. Saints quarterback Drew Brees suffered multiple rib fractures. Both sides of his chest suffered a collapsed right lung. Two rib fractures on the right side. Ugh. The other three happened last week against the Bucks, and he just battled through it. Doctors have cautioned him to be careful especially with the damage to his lung. A little late for the being careful part, don't you think? Uh, I was playing football with broken ribs, Doc. Hey, Drew, be careful. <laughs> Thanks, Isn't Doc. that what doctors always say? Be, be careful. careful. Timetable for his return is undetermined. Seems like it's at least two to three weeks. We'll be up there in that four or five week. Basically, will they get him back for a game or two before the playoffs? Really? Well, you know, if he's listening to Doc and being careful. If he's not being careful, maybe they get him earlier. Ah, it's just five broken ribs. I'll plow through it. Give me that rib protector and shoot me up, Doc. Well, there's at least one quarterback who would tell you to be careful with that. Hey, Tyrod. Saints are 7-2. They're tied with the Packers for the best record in the NFC. So can they win with their backup quarterback? And in the long run, is that going to be Jameis Winston? How much Taysom Hill will there be? Uh, it's, it's just Atlanta, Atlanta and Denver, and then Atlanta and Philly. So it's a manageable stretch of schedule here if they get some decent quarterback play. It's not like they are guaranteed to fall off the uh, fall out of the playoff race. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, I guess that depends on whether we're on the road or at home. That, that factors into it and the timing for us is just you know we, we don't look past any opponent uh, uh, other than that week and so for me get it done as soon as you can so that gives us time to when we're done with our, our, our current game we can move on to scouting them and, and getting that done I, I watched the Cal UCLA game on Sunday you know and 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 that that seemed like a quick turnaround and I think it worked out for both teams to, to be able to get that game going but uh, for us, if you want to get our best look, I think you have to give us a week of preparation. But I think it's the right thing to do on both sides. There's Kalani Sataki talking about how much lead time BYU would need to play a game if Tom Homo schedules a game here late in the season. Our own Yak with a question to 
Get that answer, PK. The kids are all grown up. Good work, Yak. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if it happens, it happens. Until then, it's just talk. 12th rank Miami will not play for the next two weeks. They got an outbreak of COVID inside the uh, team. The ACC is reshuffling the next three games and a number of games around the conference, trying to take use of the bye weeks, get games in. Miami was short 13 players against Virginia Tech. Nearly had to uh, postpone and maybe cancel that game. But now they've had more positive tests, so they're absolutely going to have to reschedule things going forward. Number 12, Miami. Their only loss is to Clemson. Might have a decent chance at uh, getting into a New Year's Six Bowl. Maybe we'll see them in the Orange Bowl. Oh, yeah. That would be a, a logical thing there for them. They're not going to play for two weeks because of COVID, right? Is that what yep. you're saying? Yep. And I read in the LA Times, legislators from California and other states are gathering for an annual conference in Maui this week. Yeah, right. Those guys are getting busted for that. And then I have mm-hmm. Newsom, the governor of California. Hey, nobody's perfect. Party. Nobody's perfect. And his kids go to school while yours don't. Yeah. Right on. Way to go, guys. Break. Miami and Florida in the Orange Bowl. USC and Notre Dame in the Fiesta. BYU and Cincinnati in the Peach. Texas A&M versus whoever finally wins the Big 12. One of their old uh, Big 12 teams. Maybe it's Oklahoma State, unless, I don't know, Oklahoma rallies to win the league or something. There, I've lined them up, PK. I give you credit, man. You're going to be you're going to go down with the ship that this is going to be a legitimate comp, uh, football season. I want games football. that entertain me. Miami and Florida don't play every year. That would entertain me. USC and Notre Dame. Come on, that game entertains you. You know you want to see it. I give you credit, man. You're going down with the ship. Good for you. Stick to your guns. A USA Today report alleges that several LSU officials had knowledge of sexual assault allegations made against former running back Darius Geis and other football players neither ignored the complaints or denied the victim's request for protection. The report also states three cases in which football players were found responsible for sexual assault and were allowed to stay on campus, receiving deferred suspensions, which amounted to probation. Somebody wants to win really badly, PK, if those allegations are true. Oh, yeah, I expect the media to be all over this, man. They just, uh, they better go crazy. These national folks, I better see some stuff. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Well, David Locke came on the air. He's with us every Friday. And he said, by the time I'm back next week, free agency will start. And ought to be, I'm expecting big names to change teams. So we're not quite to the draft. It's tomorrow. Uh, but already we're hearing stuff. The Rockets' James Harden turns down a two-year contract extension for $103 million. Could have been the first $50 million player. But he doesn't want a contract extension. He wants to join the Brooklyn Nets, and he wants the Rockets to trade him. Well, they there, don't have to trade him. They don't have to trade him. Is there any way that would work in Brooklyn with those three guys? Maybe Harden gives up shots. Maybe Durant gives up shots. Yeah, but I mean, Kyrie so Irving. you you want to guarantee? That's that's how you make your trades. You want to guarantee? I mean, that does that doesn't happen. So sure, there's a way it works. Absolutely, there's a way it works. Is it guarantee? No. Rockets trading Robert Covington to the Blazers for Trevor Ariza, a 2020 first round pick, and a protected 2021 first round pick. So are they going to start moving all the pieces around Harden because they think they are going to deal him in Westbrook? Should we read into that? Or they just didn't want Covington, wanted to shed some salary maybe? Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
that doesn't do anything for me either way. Most of these moves yesterday, and there was a bunch of them, not really sure it changes much. Drew Holiday, he's 30 now. He's headed to the Bucks. Sacramento Kings forward Bogdan Bogdanovich also headed to the Bucks. Bucks are sending Eric Bledsoe and former Jazz guard George Hill and three first-round picks to the Pelicans for Holiday. So I guess they're pretty sure they're going to hold on to Ante Kempo because if you're losing Giannis, you'd probably want those draft picks, wouldn't you? The, the draft picks are an interesting thing, you know, because he doesn't have here on the list, but they, the Chris Paul thing went down yesterday, uh, and they're getting some more picks. And that between now and 2026, 20, was it? Do they have 17 first-round picks? And is that really the way to build through all these picks? And a lot of them are, you know, way late in the first round. Uh, so these picks for the Bucks, I mean, because, you know, they got onto the combo, but they got him in the teens, right? So he wasn't really a high first-round pick anyway. He was a foreign guy who was overlooked, obviously, to the level of his talent. And these rest of these guys that they're trading, they weren't draft picks. You know, Bledsoe was a trade. Hill has bounced around the league a thousand different places. So I, I just wonder, you know, how much... You have to have draft picks, I understand, but how valuable are draft picks in and of themselves? Potentially they're valuable. Their trade value, you could turn around and spin them. It's an interesting situation with these draft picks now in terms of how valuable they actually are. Kevin O'Connor would always refer to them as assets. You know, when the Jazz were really bad right after Stockton alone, he would take bad contracts, cut the players, let them go play wherever they wanted, but while he was taking that bad contract, he'd take back a draft pick or two. And they're assets. You know, you they go down the road, assets, depending though. on how much they are, uh, what happens to a team, and you can't really predict what, you know, is that going to be a, uh, a fourth pick, a 14th pick, a 24th pick? Do you want one or two of them, and you package the rest and trade them? So you're right, it's a little squishy, but you'd rather have them than not. I mean, the Celtics have yeah. done this, and they've piled up a bunch of them. Now they don't want them all this year, and they're widely expected to pull some kind of draft day trade. You know, you trade two of them to get a better one. You're right. It's hard to put a, a definitive value on them, but you'd rather have them than not. And then if you have them, do you utilize them well? I oh, mean, yeah. the Jazz, their high draft picks don't seem to work. You can whiff. Uh, a Cantor, Exum. I mean, Hayward was good, obviously. But their later picks have been better than their higher picks. Gobert, 27. Well, trade, but yeah. Uh, so... Uh, you just uh, I just don't know that just draft picks in and of themselves, I guess is what I'm saying, is really the way to go. DeMar DeRozan exercised his player option. He's going to stay in San Antonio. Spurs missed the playoffs this year. He'll be back with them. And the Mavs are not going to have Chris Depp's Porzingis at the start of the season. Uh, they're saying that he'll... Uh, they're going to clear him for some work on January 1st, but not, not playing in games at that point, so... I would assume it'll be at least a couple weeks later. Seems like he's going to miss about a month. Uh, he's always hurt now. I mean, he missed a season, and then he was hurt in the playoffs, and now he's not ready to go. He's seen the one thing after another with him. Meniscus in his right knee this time. Cartilage. They're tweaking that. So. It's bone on bone. I love that cliche. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 
my guess is it was something that was in there uh, when he went and took the mound that you know was going to happen at some point or probably had already happened with that that giant start I think it was or whatever the doubleheader start I don't remember who it was Mariners or somebody like that when he made the doubleheader start at the end of the year and you know kind of felt something in that last inning you know and ultimately that ended up uh, that ended up you know being probably the reason why he's having the surgery right now. That's the Padres general manager, A.J. Preller. He's talking about Mike Clevenger. The Padres went out and made trades and got some pitching, and then we know that none of that pitching could really produce in the playoffs. It was uh, bad timing, so Clevenger's one of those guys who couldn't make the start. They were hoping he was going to make, so he's going to have Tommy John surgery. They gave him a two-year contract. He'll rehab in the first year, and then hopefully pitch well in the second year, giving him $11.5 million over two years as he rehabs. What's the percent... what, what do you Go think ahead. the percentages of people who have Tommy John surgery and come back are good and are good? Because I think it's a it's a pretty good number. Well, it's a, I think the issue was were they good before the surgery? Surgery isn't going to make you good, <laughs> and I don't think it's going to make you bad. Let's also I mean, be clear: this is advancements his, now. This is his second Tommy John surgery, and there's Daniel Hudson, who was the closer for Washington Correct. a year ago when they won the World Series. He had had two, so that. I don't know that that's really a big issue anymore. He's not going to be there for a year. I think that's a big issue. But they're not given a massive uh, financial investment. And actually, the investment, if he turns out to be what he's capable of being in uh, the what uh, 20, the season of 22, uh, he would be worth it. So Because he's, he's that caliber when he's on of being really good. And the Padres look like they've built something, as long as they don't tear it down, is sustainable for at least a couple of years, probably even more. Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, those are the leading names. The big names, the leading candidates returning to baseball's Hall of Fame ballot. In a year without any real favorites among the new names, nominees need 75, 75% of the ballots to get into Cooperstown. New names on the ballot this year, Tory Hunter who played here in, uh, plays AAA ball here in Salt Lake. Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, Mark Burley. Those other guys don't do it for me. They were nice players. I think Burley threw a a complete game, or uh, not a complete game, although that's rare. That's news, too, but that's not what I meant. I think he threw a perfect game. I think he threw a no-hitter. I have no problem with all three of those guys getting in. I mean, Clemens and Bonds have the credentials and obviously they have the steroid issues. Schilling's on the wrong side. I mean, you can be politically active if you're on one side and there's no problem. If you're politically active on another side, you're you're an outcast. But as far as a big game, dude, if you just go, you got a game to win in the World Series, he's not the only guy you're going to choose, but isn't he? Would be, wouldn't he be considered one of them? Well, there was a Red Sox World Series title, and he was instrumental in that, and then he was a big deal when the Diamondbacks won their title, so that's two pretty good examples right there. Yeah, he, don't we view him as a big-game pitcher? Yeah. And his career stats weren't bad. I mean, it's not like he's a guy. No, no they just weren't overwhelming. Right. And then he's been, some would say, for my taste, he's been a little too far out there politically. Uh, you know, I don't understand, but that's his right to do that. He's not Aubrey Huff, who's just way out there. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what that guy's doing. Uh, but as far as baseball goes, I would have no problem putting all three of those guys in. Now, Clemens has basically gone underground. It's like we haven't heard much from him forever. Uh, 
Bonds has been in and out, but they're, I mean, who can debate their talent, really, all three of them? And I think especially with uh, Clemens and with Bonds that they did have the overwhelming numbers, and you can see, because of where they were in their career arc, when they started using uh, performance-enhancing stuff and they in my to my mind they had hall of fame numbers before they started using the That's pad what I'm saying, yeah. they could have literally retired the day their stats take a bump and to me they were first ballot hall of famers so you can penalize them for doing it but it didn't make them hall of fame players now it I took a hall like, of fame player and made him an all-timer in bonds i would like to sit this to come out and just say hey yeah i wanted to win and i wanted to make as much money as i could okay <laughs> really I mean, if you're honest, all right. <laughs> it's not like the league was running around slapping guys with major penalties, right? No, especially when Bonds did yeah. it. It's kind of like Bonds watched everyone else do it and still didn't do it. And then finally was like, mm, they're just going to let these guys hit 60 and 70 home runs and make them the toast of town. I know I'm better in players than them, so I'm doing it. But he literally waited, it seems like, three to five years. Other guys well, were using three to five years earlier, and he wasn't. Plus, he's a sun devil, man. We need more sun devils. Okay, but how much of this is just unlikable? You know, how much is this you rubbed Who people cares? the wrong way when you play? Who cares? I, uh, the voters, apparently. Well, no, I think it's a steroid thing. So it's not whether he rubbed them wrong, because how many of those voters had intense inner reaction? Unless you were a beat guy for that particular team, I don't know that you had... That you know, I don't. I disagree with that. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. That may meant not anything. I think it's more along. They're not going to in, in put in who they consider cheaters. It's, it's the Pete Rose thing. I mean, I don't know that it's just about he rubbed them wrong. Eddie Murray would, never gave an interview, never, and they voted him in. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, that's what's going on today. There are your headlines coming up. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver, joins us for his weekly visit at 8.05. Kyle Whittingham's media availability is at 8.30. So you got you covered on college football. And Brian Kalbrowski, NBA draft writer for Hoops Hype and USA Today Sports Group. Media editor is going to join us at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. He'll be talking drafts, so stay with us.